Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 24159. Let the foul line. Gives it away to Devo on the wing. Davis to the rim. Layup good and one. Devo hard to the 10. Draws the foul and he's going to the line. Hogs down two with nine minutes to play. Anthony Black into the front court. They set a screen, double screen, top of the key. They free Walsh, pick and pop, three-pointer good! Walsh with a trade. The Hawks are up by one. Norm Roberts wants a timeout on the other end. Jordan Walsh knocked down the three, and the Razorbacks have battled back to take a one-point lead. Davis into the front court. Dribbles at the top of the circle. Johnson sets a screen. Debo going to try to get to the rim on the move off the glass and in. Shot clock at 10. Try to isolate. Council left elbow jumper good. Ricky with the basket. Hogs within two. Council dribbles right side. Crosses Adams over. Gets to the low block. Turnaround jumper's good from Ricky. Council took matters into his own hands. Ties the game. Council's free throws good. Arkansas by three. Shot clock off. One more for the Big 12 Player of the Year. He banked it in. He didn't mean to. He banked it in. Arkansas throws it in to Kamani. Back to Black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Vegas, baby! The Razorbacks for the third straight year are headed to the Sweet 16! Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And we want to continue to hear your reactions to the Razorback basketball win over Kansas heading to the Sweet 16. As well as everything else that happened over the sports weekend, call or text in 501-661-1037. You can get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And here in about an hour, we'll have Peyton Stovall talk a little Razorback baseball because they swept Auburn over the weekend. So good weekend overall for Razorback Athletics and looking forward to catching up with him. We'll also have a best and worst of the weekend as well. And talking about some of the highlights and lowlights, which I feel like I know a lot of them. Um, for uh, Razorback fans, we'll be definitely about some of the highlights that uh, went on there, too. But uh, we did have a few people, though, that were uh, texting in and messaging in, uh, wanting our thoughts on uh, some things. Like, this comes from the Asher Record Life fan feedback. We're saying Nick Smith and uh, his performance and how he's uh, had a struggle here in the in the past couple of games in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Razor Hog says, Nick just needs to relax and let his game come to him. He missed a lot of games, and now he's trying so hard. And you can see in his face he wants to do so much uh, what he does, but he needs just to relax and do what you do. Slow down, take a deep breath, and do what Nick Smith can do. So, yeah, there's a lot to that. Um, offensively, he um, he definitely has the game that we all think is there, the potential that's there. It's just about making shots, and um, I think you know he does need to kind of stay away from the runners and just that pull-up jumper. That seems to be his best shot, and then the threes from the corner. But every now and then, you know, he's trying to be aggressive, get to the hole, and he wants to shoot the runner, the floater, and that's just not working for him right now. No, it's not. And that's what you want him to get into a groove of because you know how dynamic he can be as a scorer, and especially in games in the NCAA tournament. I know defense is really what the difference can be made in these games, but you still got to have guys that can score. And luckily for Arkansas, Devo just took over, scored 21 points in the second half because uh, without that performance from Devo, you're not even in the game, much less winning the game. If it wasn't for him being able to hit big shots down low, hit three, hit free throws, all those things there too. So, uh, yeah, you're going to need him, and hopefully he can uh, find a way to to step up and perform because we know what he's capable of. And I think it's also great. It, he's, it means a lot to him. Like he's going, the effort's there. The effort's 100% there. He, he, he's doing a pretty good job, especially in the time where he had to step up when Devo came out of the game. If you go back and watch it, Devo fouled out, and they brought in – Nick Smith, 
Not saying he had like all these great defensive plays, but watch the way he played defense. I mean, he did a good job against his guys. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not anything like he's pouting or anything like that. He's wanting to win. He's wanting to play well. It's just it's not it's not happening in the past two games. So maybe this week, you know, getting his mind right, getting the team right, and going to Vegas. Maybe that'll be where it happens. Uh, let's see. Also from the eight seven zero. After watching this Arkansas team all year, how would you answer this poll question? The Sweet 16 matchup versus UConn, how would you prefer the Razorbacks be? Up by 10 at halftime or down by 6 at halftime? Up by 10 still. You uh-huh. you want to you be aggressive, start fast, and they've had success in doing that. And then, of course, they've had some failures where they've given up the lead. But you don't want to ever be in a position of playing from behind. It worked for them in this game, but you want to be ahead as, as much as you can in any game that you step into. You don't want to ever be down a lot of points in any game. You know, just even just because you made it happen in this game and just because you maybe had a problem with holding leads earlier in the season, I'm with you, Joe. Give me leads all day long because there is you know, there's something about when you're able to establish yourself and get to that point, yeah, you gotta take care of business, but you know, the other team if you get up by, by 10, and depending on where it happens, I guess in this case halftime, there may be some teams that may start start to falter, may start to press a little bit more, and it impacts them negatively. So, yeah, give me the leads all day long. Um, because I, I, it just, I don't want to trust Dean down by 6. I want to be up by 10. I want to be up as much as possible in these Something games. else that was impressive, uh, we know that Arkansas hasn't had a lot of comeback wins, but with Kansas, they haven't given up the, those wins when they've been up by eight points or more. So it showed how this team was able to dig deep and, and come back and win this game. What was that? It's 47 straight wins for Kansas when they had a lead at halftime or a certain lead, I think, eight, uh, eight points. Was it just yeah, eight or more points at halftime? And now they're 47-1. and one. That's incredible. That's incredible. And this is not a slap against anybody or an insult against anybody, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Things probably been talked about, but I think if Bill Self is coaching this game, I don't know if it goes that way. And that's not anything against Mark, uh, Coach Roberts or anything, because I think he's a fine coach. But no matter where you're at, no matter what program, what what league, whatever, if you have a, a coach on your staff, especially one like Bill Self, who's like a Hall of Fame, multi-winning national championship coach, and he's not there, uh, you know, you got to feel like it has some sort of impact in this game. Not saying it for sure would have been Kansas winning, but uh, it just makes you wonder and. You can't you can't care, but well, if he would have been on the sidelines, no, no need to wonder now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised we didn't get anybody saying, "I want itself to be on the sidelines. I wanted him at full strength." And yeah, we've heard that one before, and usually how that went up. So, uh, let's see. Also from the 501 says the after game press conferences for Arkansas and UConn after their wins are complete opposite. UConn showed zero emotion for making the Sweet 16. Well, it's probably uh, you got to think about <laughs> the team situations and where they're in too. I mean, UConn's a four seed. UConn has done uh, some really great things this year. They've had some really big wins, big wins over good teams. Uh, they, you know, they've been there before. Arkansas, they they haven't had those big wins to come along this year. I mean, they they've beaten a few good teams here and there, but to, to have this win after all their struggles, I think that's where the emotion was more so than anything. It's just being able to overcome that finally and get over the edge. I think that's where it came it from. It was about the game itself. It wasn't that, oh, man, we're celebrating getting to the Sweet 16. It was about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the way to put it. It's about that specific game. And, you know, we keep talking about Devo and being emotional. They just listened to this uh, interview after the game with CBS. Put in a lot of work. It's crazy. Crazy. I feel good. I'm glad we came out with the win. What makes you tear up? What are you thinking about? Just putting in the work. This team is struggling. And we we figured it out. And I'm glad we did at the right time. And hopefully we continue to do it. You earned it. You enjoy every second of this, young man. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah, very emotional after the game. And, uh, again, meant a lot. And, uh, seeing him and Coach Muss embrace each other and hug and Muss say he's like a son to me. I love this kid. Uh, again, just cool moment, really cool moment for for both Muss, both for Devo and both for all Razorbacks. Devo fans. earned a lot of respect. Also, they were referring to him as Mister Davis. Allie LaForce began the interview like that. Charles Barkley he referred to him as Mister Davis, but that was the type of performance that he had and the type of game. And then, of course, displaying that emotion. But he earned a lot of respect and opened a lot of eyes to people out there that 
may not have known his game or they've seen him as a defender and not necessarily seen that offensive game from him. Well, and even throw into just being in the NCAA tournament, this is his third time around in his three years. He, he's just been as part of the success for uh, Muss in the tournament as anybody. But if you think even back to his freshman year, remember he hit that game-winning shot against Oral Roberts to send him over the edge. And that was a true freshman. He, he did that. Uh, last year in their run after beating Gonzaga and, uh, of course, having the, the game against uh, New Mexico State and those teams, Devo was pivotal in that. And then in this case, he was pivotal in this game too. We talk about experience and talent and McDonald's All-Americans and transfers and all of that, but can't ever let it get lost in translation of Devo Davis and the impact that he has on his team and him showing up when it matters the most in the NCAA tournament, being the big constant. Uh, he definitely did that too, and so it means a lot to Muss, and that's why he keeps playing him. That's why he keeps trusting him. You know, with all the stuff that comes up, where maybe he does some negative plays, or maybe lets emotions get the best of him, or whatever it is, that's the moment why you want a Devo Davis on your team, and then this game because the dude knows what it takes to win at a high level and knows what it's like to perform well on the biggest stage. So, good team for wouldn't Devo. be where they are without Devo. No, no, nowhere close to it. Nowhere close to it. But there were a lot of things going over the sports weekend, and we know some of them are great. And some of them not so great. So let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. I could take the low-hanging fruit and just say the Razorbacks' performance, which is great. But to me, uh, I'm going to take a different direction there, too, More, mainly because I was just uh, blown away and not really expecting much out of the city of Des Moines. I like Des Moines. That was actually a pretty enjoyable city to have an NCAA tournament regional in. Now, I didn't get to explore as much because, for those of you who may have made the trip, it was so freaking cold. It was tough to walk around in. We're not talking about, oh, just a little chilly. The high for two days straight was about 25 degrees. And the wind chill was negative two or three or four. That's miserable. That was awful. But besides the weather, the place was great. I thought the city was very lively. They were very accommodating. They had a lot of cool areas in the downtown. Uh, uh, places like well, you know, Wahlburgers or, or Fong Pizza. All the places that we heard about were really cool, too. And I think they did a great job of hosting it. And I bring that up mainly in comparison to, say, like Buffalo last year. Buffalo was fine, but... It, it was not what it needed to be, or at least not where it should have been when it comes to an NCAA tournament regional. So, if you've ever been to Des Moines, I'm not saying you just pack up and go to vacation there, but it was certainly an underrated city and a city that, if I was told that, hey, Arkansas is going to play a game up in Des Moines, I would absolutely jump at the opportunity to go up there and uh, see it again because it was a really cool city, vastly underrated, and they did a good job of hosting basketball. Best of Princeton. Princeton got a couple of big wins as a 15 seed. They're now sitting in the Sweet 16. They beat Arizona and then follow that up with a nice win over Missouri. So Princeton, 15 seed. They get a best. Hey, I, I love the underdogs, and anytime you can beat Missouri in something, I'm always for it, too. Uh, and I was actually going to be some other on the same theme as one of my best. Fairly Dickinson, man. 16th seed beating another another number one seed the way that they did by beating Purdue. I didn't think Purdue was going to advance very far. There's just something about them when they have always gotten to the NCAA tournament, they've fallen short. I did not think, though, that they'd lose in the first round. But kudos to Fairly Dickinson and even giving FAU a game. I uh, fell short, but that was an awesome moment for them, an awesome moment for their program. And uh, Purdue, man, well, I just can't. Like, I can't understand it. I don't know how you were able to lose to a team that was like an average height of six foot four when you have a dude that's seven three, that's their seven five, whatever big Edie is. But that was a big win for them. And uh, also the celebrations when you see those, how much it means to them, is always uh, really cool too. So that was definitely one of my best as well. Best to Ole Miss women's basketball as an eight seed. They take down. Number one seed, Stanford, and keep them from getting to another Final Four. Stanford is one of those teams you go into every year, penciling them in as a one seed and pretty much penciling them into the Final Four or even getting far in the bracket. But second game, second round game, had Ole Miss taking on Stanford. They're the eighth seed. And in women's basketball, of course, you play those games on the home court. So Ole Miss had to make a trip to Stanford, beat them on their home court, 
Now they're moving on to Seattle. Thought that that was uh, really cool. Anytime in women's basketball, especially in college basketball, beating on one seed is always a big deal in men's. But when it's in women's too, because we know how much those one seeds seem to just dominate everybody, seems like a, an even bigger upset than what people can even understand. So yeah, that one uh, that one was a great one too. Uh, also, another best of the weekend, and we've again we've talked about the game and specific players and all that. But uh, I want to give a particular shout out to two players which one Jordan Walsh was awesome defense was awesome he was great hit a big three great play but someone's not getting talked about enough is Makai Mitchell he has really turned it on this postseason play not in the regard of just dominating down low not in the regard of just putting up stupid numbers but you're talking about a dude that had moments of really solid play in the regular season kind of fell off towards the end but in the SEC tournament he's performed well uh, through, in fact, through the SEC tournament and after Illinois, he was 15 of 18 from the field. And in this game against Kansas, guess what he did? The exact same thing, coming off the bench, going three of four, and coming up with some big rebounds, a big putback, and some big defensive plays. Uh, I know that there's a lot of players on this team that meant a lot into winning this game, but Makai Mitchell, dude that just knows his role, comes in, takes care of business, and doing the thing that he needs to do. That was uh, good to see, and hopefully with his great postseason play and his efficient postseason play, that continues on in the game against UConn. Angel Reese of LSU, she gets a best. She scored 25 in the game, 25 points, but she also had 24 rebounds and six blocks and four assists. But uh, just really impressive performance as LSU women's basketball, they continue to dominate, but 25 and 24, and then six blocks to go with it. Uh, also, with another best, I have apparently a lot of bests, which I know is uh, pretty crazy to, to see, but uh, another best, too, was uh, the fact that when it comes to the NCAA tournament and some of the great moments, I think the, the coverage is always very important on how it gets talked about and how it's approached. And I think that, uh, of course, CBS and Turner Sports and the, the, all the crews, everybody involved does such a great job. But uh, there's nothing better than seeing like post-locker room celebrations and these teams and these players that – uh, don't get to move on or uh, don't get to be on CBS in that moment, too. So any upset, just the tournament in general, I love it. Like, there's been so many great games. And the upsets, you know, even taking it a step further, it's not just about the upsets, but just about the, the great high quality of play, knowing it's win or go home and what's all on the line. See the emotions in a positive way and sometimes emotions in a negative way. Sometimes I forget how great NCAA tournament action is. So another best to them. Worst two, Grizzlies and Warriors, they continue on the court to almost get into fights on the court. Now, we know that when you're on the court, you're competing. Everything, uh, sometimes it gets really intense. But these two teams in particular, something seems to be going on with them. And the Warriors don't really see it as a rivalry because the Grizz haven't had success against them in the postseason when it matters. But the Grizz have had a lot of success against them during this regular season, which could carry over to the postseason, but just settle it on the court and go win the games. And for the Grizz, you can't really call it a rivalry until you actually take down this team in a playoff setting. So stop with all the antics in the game. Just go win the game and win a big series against them if that happens, or just worry about what the Grizz have going on and try to advance as far as you can in the playoffs. Don't worry about what the Warriors have going on. Worst of the weekend for me, I mean, to talk about upsets and everything, Duke Blue Devils. I don't like Duke. I really don't. I don't care if they win or lose. But I did in this particular case because I did have them going far. That was kind of my, I wouldn't say my Cinderella story because they're Duke for crying out loud. But being a five seed, I had them going to the Final Four. And everybody else, whether it was Arizona or Purdue, they're like, oh, my gosh, I lost. I was like, ooh, baby, well, I'm, I'm still good. I'm still good. And then I saw, oh, wow. Duke gets to play Tennessee, and not that Tennessee's a bad team, but they're losing Ziegler, and I feel like the matchup's there. I feel like, hey, listen, Duke's going to score against Tennessee. Tennessee can't score, so I I love this game. And then after that, are you kidding me? They'll have to play either Fairleigh Dickinson or FAU. I thought it was in like Flint. And then Duke just looked terrible against Tennessee. Tennessee, give them credit. Their defense is next level, and they've been really picking up the pace and uh, handling it since Ziegler went out. But for them to beat Duke 65-52 to and to score seven more points against Duke than what they did against a team called Louisiana at the 13th seed was disappointing. So my other three Final Four teams are still in play. 
But that one really, really upset me with uh, Duke losing like that and the way they did to Tennessee. And also, I really don't like Tennessee, and I didn't want to see them in the Sweet 16, so I had to throw them in as well. So I was just thinking that with that game and then seeing Missouri lose was pretty great too. And also A&M. I, was, I know Penn State played great, but I was, I was thinking A&M would at least win one game and have that game against Texas, which would be so great for everybody involved. Just It didn't happen either. So A&M, man. Well, that's what happens, though, when you get into the tournament. Like, there are no wins that are guaranteed, and you're going to have some of the higher seeds lose, even though uh, with A&M, they weren't necessarily the higher seed there. But, um, yeah, you're going to have some teams mm-hmm. that go down. Also, uh, real quick, I thought it was uh, great that this is the third straight year now. And they were. They were a 7 against yeah. Penn State being a 10. Yeah. Third straight year now, you have a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. That's pretty crazy, too, with uh, the great performance, of course, out of, uh, out of uh, what was it, uh, uh, 15 seed down there, Princeton. Thank Princeton. you. Yeah, Princeton. Yeah. The fact that they were able to do that and – take advantage of it and be there for third straight year shows. There's a lot of parody going on in college basketball, and you just never really know Well, look at Fairleigh Dickinson as yeah. a 16, getting past the number one seed, and we haven't seen that often. We've seen it twice in the last few years, but those are the only two times it's happened, and it shows that these 16 seeds, they're not just showing up to be an opponent. They're trying to win these games. I bet you Virginia was so happy. They're not happy that they lost because they lost in an upset, too. But they're probably happy that they're like, thank goodness we're not the only ones anymore that lost to a 16 seed. Nope, Purdue joins you as well. So now there's been two over the past few years. That is incredible. And that is the best and worst of the weekend. We got more on a reaction Monday. 501-661-1037 is a number to call or text in. What do you make of the NCAA tournament? What do you think of Arkansas's matchup against UConn? We'll get to that and a lot more coming up next here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Sidelines, then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball swept the Auburn Tigers over the weekend, winning seven to two on Friday, nine to three on Saturday, and five to nothing on Sunday. Arkansas will take on Southeast Missouri State tomorrow at three p.m. Then they have a huge task this weekend as they travel to Baton Rouge to take on the number one LSU Tigers. In the NBA last night, the Lakers beat the Magic one eleven to one hundred five behind Austin Reeves thirty five points, six rebounds, and six assists. Reeves is averaging eighteen points, three rebounds, and five assists on fifty six percent from the floor and thirty six percent from three in his last ten games. And in the NBA tonight, the Grizzlies will take on the Mavericks at 7 on NBA TV. Radio coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. From 67-167, it's Trooper Colt Chipley and his partner Dirty Larry with the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. 7 Guatney 3, we have a backup at the Gregory Street exit. 10-4, this is Trooper Shipley. We're on the scene. Well, it looks like that lady broke down trying to get to Guatney's sale. Did someone say sale? 0% interest on the 2022 Silverado is back, and Guatney Chevrolet has them in stock. Plus, no payments for three months. 2.9% APR available on Equinox. And remember, all pre-owned vehicles are good enough for mom. Here's my license, Dirty Larry. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do I feel lucky? I sure do. I'm t- Trading for a new Silverado at zero percent. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquito. That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. The Tracker and Mercury Open House Sale. Today through Monday at Bradford Marine and ATV at all six statewide locations. Save on Sun Tracker Sportfish 20. Great for fishing and cruising with 90 horsepower Mercury outboard and get a $500 Bass Pro gift card. Or get the Bass Tracker Pro Team 175 TXW with 60 horsepower Mercury with trailer and $1,000 Bass Pro gift card starting at $23,995. Hurry in to the Open House Sale today through March 31st at all Bradford Marine and ATV statewide locations. Your authorized Tracker dealer. 
So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agents Jason Daly or Richard Yeager in Little Rock and ask about Shelter's competitive rates. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance, match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin, live from the NCAA Tournament. Grant Hill loses the ball. Dwight Stewart, Alan to McDaniel. Arkansas wins the national championship. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. And the Hogs have won the national championship 76-72 over the Duke Blue Devils. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Twin Peaks has great specials on drinks during happy hour, but apps, 2 4 and $6. Coming up on Thursday, it's National Chip and Dip Day. And you get a triple play at Twin Peaks. That's avocado smash, fire roasted salsa, chipotle queso. And you can get that for $5 all day with any 10-day purchase. Arkansas plays UConn on Thursday. So it'll be the place to be at Twin Peaks to watch that game. That's at 6:15. NCAA Tournament Sweet 16 games going on Thursday through Sunday. Twin Peaks is the best place to watch that. It was a big weekend for them this past weekend with NCAA Tournament games. UFC 286, they were packed all weekend. Leon Edwards came away with a win. He defeated Kamaru Usman for the welterweight championship. And Twin Peaks is always the place to watch all the best sports action and plenty more sports going on. NHL, make Twin Peaks your NHL headquarters on Wednesdays. All day Wednesday, you get Jaeger and Jaeger Cold Brew for $3.99 all day and all night. You can win some free NHL swag or an authentic jersey just for watching NHL games Wednesday nights at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks, each drink, scenic views. Is a reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services and had a, a lot to react to. And again, Peyton Stovall, Razorback baseball player, will be joining us here in about 30 minutes with Arkansas sweeping Auburn. I'm telling you, the Razorbacks are on a roll in baseball. I'm talking about winning 12, 13 straight, taking care of business. Hopefully they keep that up. But uh, offense is bringing it. Uh, the pitching's been great, too. So it'll be uh, great to talk with uh, old Stovall about how it's all going and see if he had a chance to catch uh, Arkansas's game against Kansas because I think he probably did. There was a little bit of a layover there. But uh, I'm sure he got home and had a chance to watch it and hopefully celebrate there, too. So, But, uh, yeah, he'll join us. We also have some uh, other headlines. And, again, we want to hear from you, 501-661-1037. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. It's 49er John's on. What's up, 49er John? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. What's up? Good, good, good. Uh, like I said, what Thursday or Friday wouldn't be their last game. Uh, it, it just amazes me. A lot of these people call in now. They they on the Razorback bandwagon, Savage. Talk about people that's been talking about Nick Smith all year long, Savage. Now, all of a sudden, you want to quote, that's your way of apologizing, Savage? Yeah, his family been listening all year long, but now you finally see the light that his family listening, Nick Smith's family listening. Really? And, John, my opinion, you should have been banning all these Nick Smith haters. He's family. 
And I, only one person that I can think of that, that get more criticism amongst family members is Jimmy, Jimmy G when he was a 49er. That's the only person I can ever think of. Nick Smith, they don't just go by points and all that. They go by character, too. He was just as happy as anybody else in there. I watched him the whole, you know, every time they put the camera, it was genuine with this kid. Uh, all you haters, shut up. I mean, seriously, though. And and Savage, you you you... you you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you're a so-called Razorback fan. But, um, John, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, which one would you rather have, a basketball national championship or a baseball national championship, if you had to pick? Basketball. Basketball, okay. I'm glad you said that by far. And and um, and all you so-called Duke people, Eric Sullivan, uh, every year Duke does this. I mean, everybody, you all listen to that that so-called former lawyer and let our ESPN bait y'all all into Duke being the greatest team since sliced bread. I had Duke getting put out exactly when they had got put out. Only team that messed me up was Oral Roberts. And you know why they messed me up? Because they have the worst center of all time to go to college basketball. The former Razorback. I won't say his name, but I know you all know who he is. He's about seven foot four, nothing but trash. You know, that's mm. just my opinion on that. Mm. And then, uh, John, what? and then one more thing, John. What? The, the ratings are down today for your show today because the majority of your ignorant listeners are in New York trying to support Trump when he get arrested. Y'all have a good- I don't even know what you're talking about, 49er John. Please stop. Please stop calling for all that is holy. That's all I can ask about that. Uh, I did want to play, though, real quick, I know I have a Razor Hog update presented by True Service in a second, but... Uh, there was a few things that we got to hear from, especially with some of the players for Arkansas, and uh, got some uh, post-game interviews there in the locker room, which I was pretty impressed that they... I know that they always allow people to go into the locker rooms, but uh, to be there right there after and uh, to see the emotions. I did not get sprayed with any water or anything like that, but uh, it, it was pretty fun to see, and pretty fun to see the, the team and the players just all going nuts, too. I thought it was funny. Jordan Walsh may have been one of the funniest ones because he just took the Razorback logo sign and started playing it like a guitar, which was pretty fun. And then uh, he also had uh, everybody you know, either crying or being excited or being emotional or, or whatever it was. You know, They were kind of all over the place when it came to uh, you know, how, they were, how they were approaching it and everything. But, yeah, just some really great stuff out of all of them. And uh, the emotions that come along with it was incredible, too. I thought that with uh, Devo, when he got back into the locker room, he 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 held it pretty evenly. And then you had you had a, a player like uh, Ricky Council was about as confident as anybody when he walked into that locker room, showing his uh, leadership and everything. Anthony Black, I know he's been dealing with some injuries and he's been dealing with some head colds. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff, uh, but he also uh, did really great there too. But uh, the one guy I wanted to talk about though was uh, Walsh, and after the Kansas game, which we have some other audio from him. Uh, that he met with the media today, but uh, just hearing the excitement in his voice was really great right after the game too. Great, it felt great, it felt great. I'm just happy I can help the team any any way to win <laughs> to get to Vegas, man. It's a dream. A lot of people don't get this stage. I'm just so happy I'm able to experience it with them and with y'all. Y'all able to see it and it's documented forever. Jordan, your team has faced so much adversity this season. Now you're on to the Sweet 16. What does this say about your team to overcome all you've had to go through? It says a lot. Man, since the beginning of the season, you know, we've been down, we've been up, there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on. We've had injuries, we've had coaches that have hurt. It's so much is just combined to just make us just as tough as we are to come and fight for 40 minutes against the number one seed. That just says so much about each of the character of each person who's playing and each person on the bench. It says so much. We're a real family. We've grinded, we're fighting together, we're gonna live, we're gonna remember this forever, for sure. How much were you guys not ready for this season to be over at halftime? <laughs> <laughs> It, man, it was <laughs> it's great. It was great. Um, we knew we knew coming in like you know we were down eight. We knew we had to fight. We knew they were going to give it to us. We knew that you know we came so far we were the underdogs. You know, coaches in our ear talking about how you know last year's team they beat they beat Gonzaga. He knows to this day it still gives him chills because that that feeling right there of being the number one seed in the tournament when you were the underdog it's amazing. So he kept reminding us about that, and now we got one of our own, and it, it feels it feels fantastic. Jordan, this is a young team, but you had veterans out there, Ricky and Devo, leaving it all on the floor out there and letting you guys be leading to a victory. What does that say about those two? It says, it says so much. As y'all, as everybody saw, you know, when it came down to the stretch, Devo, Ricky, these guys, you know, they carried us. 
they used their experience to, you know, take the team to the next step. He's winning the game. They kept everybody level-headed. Even when Debo was off the court and he fouled out, he was on the bench. He was off the bench just yelling at everybody, constructing, telling everybody where to go. And it was, you know, it's, it's amazing to have somebody, you know, who's done that, who's been here before and who's done it many times that can instruct you and help you so that you can get there too. And that, that's what he did for this team. And so did Ricky Council, so did Kamani Johnson, so did Cade, and so did Lawson, so did Coach Muss, and everybody else on the bench. Thought it was really fascinating, not only hearing from the emotions that he had and knowing that uh, Walsh is a guy who had a lot of expectations, being a five-star player, McDonald's All-American coming into the mix, uh, but uh, going off and, and talking about Devo and the, and the leadership and the older guys too, and helping out this team, uh, you know, and, and guys that were either on the bench or on the floor and doing all those things too, uh, helps out a younger guy like that, and I'm sure it helped out Walsh and how he was not only pr- trying to play great defense but hitting those big shots and. Um, preparing him and helping him for this moment whenever it uh, ended up going to him or in a play like when he hit that three, being able to to convert on that play and not being hesitant or not being someone who struggles either. That's something that Jordan Walsh, you know, maybe people are overlooking that, but he doesn't play like a freshman. He plays like an older player, but all these guys, even though they don't have experience on the college level, they have experience in playing a lot of high-level games, whether that was in high school or AU tournaments because they are so highly ranked and recruited players. And even if you want to say in an all-star setting, they're playing against other talent that is equatable to theirs where uh, you have a lot of highly recruited players playing together at the same time. And that's something that's always been there for basketball for um, a number of years. And it's definitely been here with these players where they're not only playing against players that are the best where they are in their region, in their state. They're playing against the best in the nation, and that's something that basketball has had for a long time because they play basketball year-round where they play the best talent that is there close to them. But when they go on that sum- summer circuit and they're playing AAU, these players that they're playing against and playing with, they all know each other because they've seen each other on the court. Yeah, in fact, if you uh, talk to Nick Smith or – uh, Walsh or, or AB, you know they've already been asked in their first two games. There was opponents that were on the other side. They're like, yeah, I knew this guy, or I played with this guy, or played with this guy's brother, or something like that. To where there's a lot of connections that are made around it too. And when it becomes real in the, in the NCAA tournament, and you're getting on this stage, they, granted it's on CBS, nationally televised, uh, the entire country, and a lot of people, a lot more people are watching, but. There's a lot of similarities in, in that and in the, the high level of talent and the caliber of teams that you're going to be playing there, too. I guess the question for Walsh is, though, is, you know, I had been hearing rumblings that he was going to be returning back to Arkansas, or at least that was where he was leaning before the NCAA tournament. But, man, if you continue to have big games like this and big moments and people talking about you, I'm not saying he'll for sure get drafted or anything like that, but... Oh, he'll get drafted. It, that'll be something that pops into your mind where it's like, hey... On this stage, against these teams, I showed out. I showed out on the biggest level. So I'm sure that there'll be something that enters into his confidence and enters into uh, maybe his next step as a pro, too. The question that many people will have for them personally is, say, is it worth it to go now, or does he need to come back and try to build his draft stock and move up the board? If you're an NBA-talented player and you know you're going to get drafted, there are only so many spots, so... Coming back and trying to build your draft stock really doesn't matter. If you know you're getting drafted, you go. That's right. That's right. And that's probably what will happen, too. So I was just saying that if, uh, if Jordan Walsh ends up having more and more great games and great performances, he's only going to add to that stock to where he's at right now. That's for sure. We're up against it. We'll have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And we'll keep it moving on to Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fun loans. Apply securely for your fun loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Morning Mayhem will be on location Tuesday at Bradford Marine and ATV in North Little Rock for their open house sale. Save up to $5,000 in inflation buster savings on nearly all of Bradford Marine boat lines. Plus, you'll receive up to a $1,000 Bass Pro gift card. Don't delay. Offer ends March 31st. BradfordMarine.com. 
We've been trying to reach you about the extended warranty on the car you haven't owned for six years. Are you tired of these calls? Ever wonder how they started? There's a good chance when you bought that car, the dealer sold your info to a third party. Things aren't that way at Watney Buick GMC. Protecting your privacy is just one of our promises to you. You'll even get it in writing. Right now, take advantage of 2.9% on Sierra 1500. Equipped with the new Duramax engine with more available torque and better mileage than the 5.3. New Buicks with no payments for 90 days. Watney Buick GMC. Great rates, delayed payments, and no robocalls. Hello? Your extended warranty is about to expire. Take me off your list. I'm trading at Guatney. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick. Guatney for GMC. Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. And the men who use PTO to catch afternoon basketball in March with the boys. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights, here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods, here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all, here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Breaking news. Tax refund shock is everywhere, but what is it? My tax refund shrank. Mine too. The culprit? Pandemic-related stimulus payments and tax credits expiring. In this reporter's opinion, you need a tax expert. Hey guys, Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest refund. And tax prep is 50% off? Going there now. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. You can hear the best of the NCAA tournament on 106.7 Buzz 2. From the very beginning all the way to the championship game, follow all the action on 106.7 Buzz 2. Tournament coverage is brought to you by Double Bees, Slim Chickens, Hometown Roofing, Hennard Foothills Equipment, and Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin, live from the NCAA tournament. Right side, Thurman. He's open for three. Good! Scotty Thurman with his third three. Arkansas leads it by three with 48 seconds to go. On 1037 The Buzz. Continuing on with the Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds. And I got to tell you about the great deals going on at Guadney Chevrolet right now. Just when you thought it was gone for good, they have brought back 0% financing on 2022 Silverado 1500, but not just any 1500. We're talking about the Turbo Max Engine 1500, where it offers more peak, torque, and better mileage than the standard 5.3 engine. And you're not going to get a deal like that anywhere else. That's why Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. That and, of course, many other reasons as well. They're also looking to buy a car. So if you have a second car, you can use the cash. Stop by the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Let Guadney's buyers take a look and make you an offer right on the spot. It's that 
easy. Not only do they have the great deal going on on the 2022 Chevy Silverado, but also 2.9% APR available on the new Equinox. When financing with GM and well-qualified buyer and pre-owned vehicles, good enough for mom. What does that mean? That means that you wouldn't want to put your own mom in one of their vehicles if it wasn't up to mom standards. And every pre-owned vehicle that they have over there at Guadagni Chevrolet is up to her standards. So take advantage of it. Check it out. Guadagni Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive right there in Jacksonville. You can also check them on, out online at GuadagniChevrolet.com. See all the inventory that they have to offer. Promise you, you won't be disappointed. It is the best experience you'll ever have when buying a vehicle with Guatney Chevrolet. We have a few minutes here in this segment before we take a top-of-the-hour update, but we know there's a lot of things going on in the world of Razorback sports, especially with basketball and baseball, and get to hear a little Kamani Johnson and Jordan Walsh from today and what they had to say. But let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by Nangay! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Eric Musselman talking about winning in the month of March and why this is such a big deal and how he's able to do it so consistently. <laughs> really good players. You know, you can't, you can't win at any level. Uh, CYO, grade school, high school, college, pro, G League, national team, unless you have really good players, you're not going to win. And we have really good players. We have guys that have uh, insane buy-in incredible buy-in i mean we like i said we're st- we're still practicing today with the short turnaround and an early game and guys have played a lot of minutes but you know they felt like going on the floor today would help them or put them in a better position to win so i, I feel really fortunate uh, to coach this team last year's team high character guys that, that that hate to lose and really compete and start a conference play it didn't look good for for us and we kind of hung around and and won some big games and, and, and lost some really tough games against some really good competition. We just told everybody, stop, don't listen to the noise. You know, worry about what's going on internally in this locker room and let's just keep getting better. And like I said, I thought our Illinois game was as good as game we played. I thought tonight in the second half, we played as good as any game we have all year. Not only as good of a game as they've played all year, but where does this rank as far as a win in Eric Musselman's career as a coach? Well, I've been coaching a long time. That's that's as great as win as I've ever been a part of. Again, because of the, the history of Kansas, because of some of their veteran players that were part of a championship team last year. You know, a lot of people didn't think we were going to win our first round game. And uh, I've continued to tell the guys internally, and I've continued to tell the staff uh, that we are a team that continues to get better. That just doesn't happen this time of year, but because of all the circumstances that have happened, uh, we're still evolving. We're still adding offensive plays. We're still adding defensive coverages. Um, we're an evolving basketball team. He also took his shirt off after the end of the game, and for people that don't know Eric Musselman, they may have been pretty shocked by that because it looks pretty new to him. I would love to uh, lie and say that you know I felt composed, um, but this, I mean, we only led for a minute 43. And uh, this has been as, as challenging and up and down season as I've ever been a part of. And uh, for these guys to be rewarded for sticking with it and being able to go to Las Vegas and, and, and participate with only 16 teams still standing, it's, it's really hard to make this tournament. It's really hard to win a game in this tournament. It's really hard to beat the defending champions, number one seed. We did it. I'm proud of us. Devo Davis was the reason why they got it all going offensively, defensively in the second half. So what changed for him? Just playing through the flow. Um, Coach Musk wanted us to get downhill. And so I think getting downhill helped me, um, helped the other guys. And created, it created for others as well because with their defense, they, they play, they do a lot of switching and things like that. And so we wanted to make sure we just get downhill in the second half. We knew we weren't doing it in the first half as much as we could. And so um, I think once we got downhill, everything started to catch up for us. 
Kamani Johnson was also somebody that had a great game and playing his role with some big plays too. Yeah, Kamani's got an incredible nose for the basketball and comes up big in, in, in clutch situations. And, you know, there's, there's been good matchups. You know, we've, we've, we've stuck with the same lineup the last two games. I think he had a really good matchup um, with his reaction and nose for the ball. Kamani was asked today, as he met with the media, as to why must his teams perform so well in March. Um, I just think it's just the preparation. We're probably, I'm not even going to say probably, we're definitely the most prepared team going into a game. I think in March when you kind of get like matched up with different conferences and, and different teams and different styles, that just helps a lot. And then, I mean, we kind of always just tend to peak in March. It's kind of weird. I, I feel like I'm having like deja vu or something. So I guess it's just like must must his philosophy or something. I don't know. You asked about Nick Smith and what has been going on. Well, Kamani was asked about Nick Smith, too. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nick hasn't had the two games that he wanted to have, but, I mean, Nick's a basketball player. He's a dog. You know, he's he's him for that reason. So, I mean, we're in his ear. We're giving him encouragement. I mean, I don't think anybody on the team has lost any type of trust or faith in him. We know who he is, and we know what he what he can do. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's two games. I'm two games over with. It's a new city, and, you know, I expect Nick to have big games. Good enough for me. And finally, Jordan Walsh talked about his role on the team, offense, defense. How does he go about it? Coming into college as a McDonald's All-American, you know, most people think, like the way you the way you just said, you know, I want to go out and score 20 points and get 10 assists and 12 rebounds. But that, that wasn't really my mentality coming in. To me, coming in, it was just, you know, if I can help us win, like at a high level, like in March, and be, hopefully have us to be the last game that's playing on on television to be the championship, then then I'll be able to achieve the things that I want to achieve without having to score 20, without having to like come off ball screens the whole game or do stuff like that. But you know, um, that's it's just my role has just kind of fell into being that that glue guy. We have a lot of older guys who are, you know, better at scoring and better at you know reading plays and, than I am, like Devo and Ricky. You know, they're they're bred for these for these type of scenarios. So, you know, it's I'm, you could say I have the easy job, just you know, picking up the picking up what's left, and that's kind of what I've done, and I've I've been successful with it so far, and so I'm gonna keep doing whatever it takes to win. Razorbacks will be taking on UConn in the Sweet 16 at 615. How about that? On Thursday, you'll be able to hear the game right here on 103.7 The Buzz, and stay tuned for the Guatney Automotive postgame show with me and Wes Moore. And Razorback baseball was also a team that swept the Auburn Tigers to open up SEC play. Huge, beautiful series win and series sweep. And we're going to talk more about that as Peyton Stovall is going to join us on the other side of the break. Thanks to A-State Construction. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. So stay tuned. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. 